Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton, and I'm so thrilled to be with you today. And I would like to say thank you to Anne. Anne left this review on the podcast. It says, this podcast has absolutely, positively, 100% changed my life. It has transformed this recovering striver over exerciser, restrictor to someone who looks forward to moving her body as a get-to and a way to connect with the one who made her. It has completely ruined how and why I work out in the best way. I have discovered the God who has been by my side the whole time, just waiting for me to look up and notice. Thank you, Elisa. And that is super thrilling. I think we could be related, Anna. We're sisters. Our story sounds very similar. And truly, uh, just thank you for leaving review. You are going to be sent um, a Love Greater Than Fear package, and so email info at revelationwellness.org, and we will get that out to you. So next week, I will read another review. If you leave a review, you will be qualified to win a Love Greater Than Fear package. And you guys, really what that does is it helps us to keep this podcast in front of people. People like yourself who are searching for more. That it has to be about more than our food, our fitness. So leave a review and help us tell iTunes that this podcast is making a difference. Okay. Well, today, if it's your first time, welcome. Revving the word. We are going to move our bodies and hear some truth. Hear God's word. Biblical truth. Your Holy Spirit inside of you, which God has given you as you put your faith in Christ. Because remember, we cannot save ourselves, so a Savior is sent for us. He is going to get to work inside of you. The Holy Spirit is gonna do what he does. And honestly, the fact that you're breathing, moving, can have an optimistic thought, can even think hopeful for a second, is because of the God who lives inside of you. All right, so we're going to bring that more alive and something happens when we move our body. It's actually called foot up therapy. We don't do head down here. Head down would be just talking about it. We're gonna say, hey, let's, let's move and we'll bring some conversation up higher. And this is how we rewire our brain. Neurogenesis is happening here. You learn to become a present, mindful person. Okay, so. Today we will have some intervals that you're welcome to do right now. Um, your shoes are laced up. You can be warming up, moving. On a scale of one to 10, I'd like for you to feel about a four or a five. One would be laying in bed, eyes open. 10, all out effort. A four or five, you can hear it in my breath right now. <laughs> a little breathless, as I'm, I'm doing double time, talking and moving. You just need to move, but we welcome you. <laughs> We, me, my small group, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and me welcome you to use your voice. Use your voice. Talk out loud. Nobody can hear you anyways. That changes your cellular structure. Words have such power. So don't be afraid to say yes, amen, that's for me, and come into agreement. Okay? Hey, one more, one more quick announcement. If you are considering instructor training, Anne, <laughs> and people like Anne, or someone who's like, I've hated fitness. I don't even understand why God is putting this on my mind. You can see people in your circle of influence, and one person is all it takes that you could influence with this knowledge of what it means to live whole embodiment of the gospel, to live from our truest beliefs. Our beliefs affect our biology. You can still get into instructor training. Today, the Monday class starts next, and then Thursday, a um, few more days to get into the Thursday class, but then we close it. It's done this week. All said for this platoon, 24. If you're interested in 25, then that will be coming near, coming soon in year 2020 in the fall, okay? All right, let's get moving. We get the playlist going. Everyone take a deep breath, inhale, exhale, yeah, good breath. All right, in three, two, one, play. Mm, good. All right, 
scale of one to 10. Once you feel like about a four, go ahead, five, even six. Lift the corners of your mouth. Let your heart open a bit. So draw your shoulders back. Today we're going to be pressing in to the Gospels, John 9. Jesus heals a blind man. Who here doesn't need a little healing? A little more sight. So good. So grateful for him, aren't you? Let's give him thanks right now. Tell him what you're thankful for. Use your, use your mouth. So Lord, we thank you for being a good, gracious, kind king of our hearts. We welcome you in. And Lord, we know that there are places in us that need your truth and your love. So whatever you're handing out today, we're taking it. We'll take it. Speak to us in this time. Speak to us in a way that no man on earth can speak. Bring your word in us, through us. Move it. Apply it to us, God. Thank you. But you say if anyone lacks wisdom, that we can ask and you will provide. So we confess we need some wisdom up in here. So come on in, God. Have your way. And it's in the name of Jesus, your perfect son, who was the perfect sacrifice for all our wrong doing and stinking thinking. We pray in his name, Jesus. Amen. shoulders. Loosen your hands. Some of you really hold your hands really tight. You're gripping. Try not to do that. Just scan your body right now. Scan it for any tight, restricting places. Good. And then notice it, bring attention to it, and shake it out. Engage your core, your tummy, just a bit. It's from your core that you move. Yeah? Drop your tailbone just a little bit. Feet are firmly hitting the ground. Every step you take on purpose for a purpose. Yeah? Well done. Today's scripture. John 9, 1. As he passed by, he being Jesus, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it's day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground. I'm going to pause the music there. <laughs> this is where it gets crazy. He spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with mud and said to him, go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. All right, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna read that again. And I want you to put yourself in the story. I want you to see yourself there. 
And I would ask that you would be the blind man. Because each person in the Bible, a role they play, speaks to a character of our heart, a part of us. <laughs> the parts that God sees that <laughs> we, might not, we might go, I don't see that. Let him see it. Take that seed of humility. And then I'm going to put the music back on. And we're going to do some surges. So just listen. That just means when I say go, increase effort. And when I say pull back, pull back. Starting the music again right now. Okay. So as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. This is you and this is me. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it's day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. This is the word of the Lord. Get ready, prepare yourself, lift the corners of your mouth, you're being sent, sent to get your sight, surge, go, speed up, more effort, good job, come on. Three, two, recover or let up. Good job. All right. This man was blind from birth. And the disciples ask Jesus, because they're, they're, the disciples are trying to figure out this man they're following based on everything they've known of the Old Testament. And they ask, because they, they know and that sin can make us sick. Everybody knows someone like that. And there's a grace. Money and won't pay you back. That's why Jesus says, you're not seeing this the way I see it. I know you think that, but there's something more going on here. It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So this is where we have a bias against suffering. We don't like it, we don't want it, and we want to blame somebody, don't we? We want to blame somebody. And God says, yeah, that's all. I get that, but this is going to glorify God. So, what thing in your life might be the thing, not even might, is the thing. The thing that some would call sickness, disease, darkness, that God says, I see that. Accelerate, come on, surge, go. going 15 more seconds pick up your feet corners of your mouth come up God sees God knows God will be glorified three two 
Now listen, come on a scale of one to 10, go to an eight. At an eight, you can hear, can you hear my breath? It's your best effort that you can hold. Come on, two minutes, best effort that you can hold. <laughs> it requires you to be thinking in line with the spirit, with a God who says, don't believe everything you see or feel or what you've been told. Unless I've said it, it's not true. We want truth. So you need to hear this. Every affliction we have has an answer. Say that. Every affliction I have has an answer. Every affliction. Although we want to subscribe or put some type of story to our pain. And a lot of times, listen, story matters. Absolutely. But too many people rehearse, recite, and relive their pain. Trying to find reasons who to blame. <laughs> We're so earthbound that we forget we've been heaven sent. This blind boy from birth, this is the moment heaven sent. An answer is about to come, and it will glorify God more than this boy going to see a doctor and suddenly poof. Now hear me, doctors are great, and I believe they are part of God's wonder-working miracles. They can be, but the miracle the healing, the change happens because of a God who is gracious. Recover, pull back. I had you go a little longer. <laughs> Come to whatever's comfortable for you. Active recovery. Our afflictions have an answer and our pain has a purpose. I know you've heard it before. I know you've probably heard that before. But here's what we're going to do. You're going to make this real for you. I'm going to go quiet. Holy Spirit, come as we're living and breathing and having our being and moving in Christ right now that he paid for this. He paid for my blood and my breath and for my mind to think higher. So come and show us what this looks like for us, what affliction we have, big or small. Some of them are just frustrations, and for some of you, it is a real landslide. Don't compare your pain to someone else's. God will be glorified in it all. Holy Spirit, come and show us God's glory in this affliction. As you do that, start working back up towards your best effort. It leaves room for you to meditate, but you're not having it. You're not gonna play it safe. You're leaning in with your effort because grace isn't opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning. Get in some effort. That's a Dallas Willard quote, don't quote me, but I love it. Give it some effort. Open our eyes, Lord, to see. Go.
sending you to go wash. I'm sending you. Go wash. See what he sees. seconds. Come on, head up. Feet don't fail me now. And having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. <laughs> See that? What's that moment look like? Well done. Okay. Oh boy. Two minutes. Back to your best effort. I'm going to give you another 20 seconds. Back up towards your best sustainable effort for two minutes. Come on, intervals. You got to pay attention a bit. Okay. Shake it out. Get ready. Set. Go. Best effort, two minutes. And listen, if you if you overshoot it, if you shoot for the moon and get the stars, at least you shot. It's not a failure. You're learning, you're growing, figuring out how to attune yourself and be intentional with your effort. Holy Spirit, teach us how to not be strivers. <laughs> or sloths, God. We are here for you, that you would be glorified. We're here to do the works of you while it's day, because we know a time is coming where we will not work. But today, not that day. Come on. He spit on the ground and made mud with his saliva. See this, Jesus, Messiah, spits on the ground. What? This would be so rude, so uncustomary of a religious leader. <laughs> but not for our God. And I love, here's, here's what I want you to take away. Keep going, come on. 30 seconds. God uses the messy things of humanity, of our human experience, as the anointing oil for our call and consecration. It says that. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with mud. Recover. <laughs> Just a few seconds, because then I'm going to have you give me all out effort. Get ready. Five, four, three, go. All out, go. Go, go, go. shoulders open your heart lift the corners of your mouth smile come on smiling and recover it's called cognitive embodiment you guys full recover song so slide into a six seven whatever you want just make it active that's good good job Jesus says, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Now here's something interesting. I'm just going to 
give you a little context. If you read ahead in John 9, the, 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 the man gets healed. It says he went and washed and came back seeing. And then what happens is this creates a ruckus in the neighborhood. People are, are astounded. Wait, you've been blind your whole life. How are you suddenly seeing? And it makes its way back to the religious leaders. And of course those, that's why, listen, rebellion and religion, both of them kill our souls. And they deny the power of the cross. They deny Jesus. Rebellion and religion. Religion is anywhere you think you have figured out God. And you've got a formula and you've got 10 steps and it demands something of someone. It's oppressive. That's not you, everyone. Shake that out. That might have been your experience through childhood. You were raised in a religious home and it's damaging. <laughs> and so the religious people are just, you know, they're losing power and that's the truth. Religious people often are very angry because they're afraid to lose power. They're looking for control because they've been so hurt. They've got a backstory too. And I guarantee you it's one of pain. <laughs> Not of joy, but pain. And I think a lot of people come to Christ and then run into the tent of religion. Because, and even there, you guys, their hearts are good. Their hearts are good. They, they want good, but they're afraid. Fear takes on another face. And although that face might be all cleaned up, inside, it's just an empty tomb. And so the religious people in the synagogue get all, start to question this man. Who did this? And the man's like, I think it was a prophet. I'm not sure. Then they call in the man's parents and question him. And if you read, you see that the man's parents were afraid. They actually threw their son, like, go ask him. We don't know, because they knew that this could get them thrown out of the synagogue. He was born into a family of religion. And when he was broken, because it looked as if he, someone, somebody sinned, the parents discarded him. They put him out. And on the streets he went, while the parents continued being found in the synagogue, and they didn't want to be kicked out. So they, they hide. And in fear of what their son has experienced, they feared man more than God. The boy turns around and ends up preaching a gospel. <laughs> and the man ends up saying, they said to him, how did this guy open your eyes? And he answered them, I've told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciple? And they reviled him. You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses. But as for this man, we don't know where he comes from. And listen, here's what the man answered. This is where he got, this is where the gospel overtook him. This is the blind man saying, wait, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. And then they answered him and put him down. And he preached it right there. <laughs> and then Jesus comes back to this blind man and says, <laughs> do you believe in the Son of Man? And he answered, and who is he, sir, that I may believe? Because prior to this, he's thinking, well, I think I just encountered a prophet. I encountered somebody of God. 
and Jesus comes back around full circle. I love it. He heals him, kind of pulls back to see the work of a miracle do what it's going to do. It's going to offend some and it's going to draw some. It's going to cause a commotion, a disruption. But Jesus circles back, finds the man, and says, do you believe in the Son of Man? <laughs> and he answers, who is he that I may believe? And Jesus said, you've seen him. And it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Well done. You guys, I had a whole plan for that song, but forget it. I just preached the gospel. Do you see the beauty of this story? Jesus anoints this man's eyes with mud. He's like, listen, this is about to get messy, but I'm anointing you, which really just means anyone that's anointed has been covered by the call of heaven, set apart. You're, you're, back in the Old Testament, they would anoint the priests with oil. It's a sign of being set apart and sent. And that mud was this man's anointing. So I go back to say, God uses the messy things of our humanity, of our human experience, as the anointing oil for our call. And we see what happens. This is our last song on a scale of one to 10, be a seven to an eight. Jesus is healing a man's wounds. This had everything to do, if you ask me, with a family that cared more about religion and rules than one another. You want to destroy love? set limits on love. If you want to destroy it, you want to destroy the works of God, set a limit. Now hear me, this is where people go, okay, great then. Love is love is love is love. It's not true. It's possible to stand for love, for true love. And this is why Jesus came. Jesus came to show us a greater, a greater way, a greater love. And we know this now, you guys. We're responsible for this knowledge. That love is tough, firm, and tender, and soft. It does not turn its back on mercy. This man was rejected, put out of the synagogue. Because look, he stood up and preached. He knew. He said, we know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. He's teaching them. <laughs> this man can see now. It's all making sense. And he's going like, wait a minute. You guys, you guys are stuck in some religion. You're missing it. This man spit on the ground and shoved mud in my eyes something that would offend your religious form but there's a beauty of when you're desperate for God it's so beautiful so beautiful be desperate and look at the mud and see anointing oil that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living you will see it and then you will bring hope to those in bondage. So what's the mud? What's the mess? And how does it turn into an anointing oil? And then go. Do whatever it is he said to do. Push. You guys, 
You have a minute and 20 seconds. I'm going quiet. Get after this. Get after this healing, this anointing. Let him rub the mud all over you. Go. restoring your sight <laughs> open your eyes and lift your head to see lift up well done full recover uh, just a little bit of a story here. You can come down to a six, five, four, whatever. Some of you want to still a longer, hit a seven, go ahead. Permissive, be permissive. Don't, you, no calorie counting, no paying off yesterday's sins. <laughs> that doesn't, every time we do that, we re-crucify Christ. So, saying how God uses the messy things of our life experience as the anointing oil for our call and our consecration, our, our call to be set apart. <laughs> and that's what, that's what, remember, love. Don't put any restraints on love. God is going to have his way. <laughs> so we, gotta, we have to set ourselves apart. Because this is not going to be the popular table, everyone. It's not. But it will be the table of life. You will be free to be you. You don't need anything of man. All you need is the presence of God. Just like Jesus. He knew his power came from the Father. Everything came from the Father. He didn't come to make a bunch of friends, to make a platform for himself. He just came to do the will of the Father. He says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Me and the Father, we are one. <laughs> I'm so about the Father's business. If he's doing it, I'll do it. This is what you were made for. And this is how we all show up uniquely, individually, and corporately. This is how we can let people go freely, forgive, and realize that mercy triumphs over judgment. So this past weekend, I was gone for nine days. <laughs> so that's longer than a weekend, but this past weekend, by the time you're hearing this, it's about nine days ago, I went out with our partner, the 611 Network. They are abolitionists against human trafficking, and I love that. Let's be abolitionists. Come on. <laughs> it means it's gonna end human trafficking. It's not just something we wanna manage, but see it end. And in the end, you guys, isn't this all our stories here? We've used our bodies in wrong ways. Come on. So I was raised, the messy of my life, the mud of my life. <laughs> I was raised in a lonely home where everyone who lived in it was longing to be loved. <laughs> and without Christ, it showed up in the weirdest of ways. Pornography, prostitution, I mean, this is a long time ago, you guys, in the 70s. Infidelity, 
codependency, <laughs> manipulation. <laughs> now hear me. Again, their hearts, good, longing for something. But it showed up in messy ways, and so uh, for me, that was the mud of my life. And because when you feel lost, the only thing you want to do is take control, right? Safety, control. And so from that place of being lost in a home, and by the way, that home professed Christ, but nothing took root, no change. So it was religion, it was, word, it was lip service, which made me just angrier at God, like whatever, didn't seem real. No, thank you. <laughs> Don't you just love God? He's so kind. So I went on my way to try and find love. And I lost myself in the power of my body. And I was still left longing. When I say the power of my body, yeah, fitness, it became a way to feel like I could change it and enhance it and get the attention of a love a lover or someone and so it became the idol the thing that if I just pay attention to this and then I was known for it and then you get known for something and all of it I was just using my body for power and for control. Longing to be loved, that never goes away. And out of that journey, the Lord knew what he was doing, just like the Lord knew what he was doing with this blind man. You know what makes us sad is the fact that this boy had to wait so long. Right, this is where, come on, let's get honest. This is where like, God, that's just mean, God. Why make someone suffer <laughs> so that you can have glory? We're so short-sighted, you guys. We're so, this life is a blip. It's a blip. And this is why if we can come around those who are suffering, <laughs> come around them, they'll actually find joy in it. They will actually become overcomers. They will actually become a signpost of how can you be so hopeful? Why are you still? so kind why are you so optimistic that is heaven made seen on earth that's the glory of God revealed but we never put an end to God any day he could show up and heal me any day we're meant to live in that place that we're getting closer and closer to God glory to glory and so I lost myself in the power of the body but I was still just so sad and the Lord saw it and knew it and then he comes and gets me and my desperation my life falling apart had everything on the outside empty tomb on the inside and he comes and gets me and you know what he says I love it he says hey Lisa bring your passions with you Bring that body with you. Let's go. I got a call for you. <laughs> and so Revelation Wellness is born. And I've told you guys, this ministry, it doesn't just end with helping people lose a few pounds and feel better. I, lo I love that. But ultimate goal, you get better so you can be a helper. You get healthy, be whole, so you love others, and you love the hell out of them. And so here I am this weekend in this room full of abolitionists. People are saying, this is not okay. 40 million people worldwide, trafficked, women, children, it's not okay, it's not. And friends, it's a sneaky little sucker. Sex trafficking, buying and selling of people. Come on, listen, let's own it. Be careful of how easily you are bought, 
how easily you are sold into something that tells you you're not enough or that measures you and values you by something. You know, this is what they used to do with slaves. They actually put them on a scale and then would atone worth to them or ascribe worth to them. <laughs> Come on. Wake, wake up. Nope. But now here, we don't let it harden our hearts. We actually let it melt our hearts, tender our hearts to reach out. So this weekend, you guys, as I was in a room of abolitionists, men and women who are saying, no, I'll do whatever. Send me to the streets. Send me to the strip bar. Send me. I'll go. I'll, I'll stay here and make sandwiches for the workers. Whatever the role I can play, every role counts, everyone. Every role counts. And I went to the streets, and I went to the strip clubs, and I went to South Beach, where I got to walk with people and say, hey, did you know that sex trafficking is a thing? And listen, it was super uncomfortable. But I don't care. I'm over it. Because do you see this full circle? I'm going to make the enemy pay for what he stole from me. And he stole family from me. <laughs> because of his temptation and his lures and his hooks, he stole from me. And I love it. Listen, Jesus already bought it back for me. But he goes, you get to enter in and play war. Make war, Elisa. And this is the mud of my life that is the anointing for my eyes to see. And I've been sent. And you have been sent. I'm talking to you. You know that mud? <laughs> Whether it's about your body, it's stuck in your body. So come out. Come out. Let the light of God shine on you. <laughs> As I sat in that room, I looked around. You know what was most healing was <laughs> to see these men. These are men confessing that this has been a hook on them. They have been enchained in prison to whether it was pornography, sexual indiscretions, whatever it is. They have been lured into it, but they have been set free by the love of God. And now it's, it's there. They're charged, they're anointed, they're called. They're told to go wash in this place of being sent. And they're being healed. And as I looked around, I saw these men. I said, if only my father, right? How life could be so different. But it healed me to know this is who God is. This is what he does. So God uses the messy things of our humanity as the anointing oil for our call and consecration. So I leave you with this as you sit and restore yourself in a stretch that that mud, that mess, that thing, <laughs> that thorn, how do you see it? as the very thing that God will be glorified with. And it will turn you in to a follower and a worshiper of this God. And with every worshiped moment, every worshipful moment you have in life, you are set more and more free to be a helper. Jesus says, I didn't come to be served, I came to serve. And it takes free people to serve. And I will tell you that, I'm gonna do a whole episode on just my thoughts about going and doing scary things. Going, being when you're, when you're called, how to go be sent, and, and what it requires. It's not as complicated as we make it, I promise you. And it's the kindness of God that would lead you here today to want more. So thank you, God. Thank you for what you've done today and what you're doing. Thank you how you have given us eyes to see. We thank you for spitting in mud. We thank you for <laughs> disrupting what we would call holy and making it so that we are 
shifted and changed and molded and pottered and painted into who you've created us to be. Sons and daughters of the King Most High. Helpers in a world that's hurting. We thank you for the eyes to see. In Jesus' name, amen. It's just you and me here now.